Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. Athletes and mental health. Tokyo Olympics 2020, or 2021, was so fun to watch. To be able to watch these highest level athletes compete against each other is a treat. But we also got to see a glimpse into what these athletes endure mentally through Simone Biles' story. Coach Michelle and I sat down this week to dive into the difficult topic of athletes and mental health, and through working with today's youth, what we've learned about how to work best with them. Thank you for listening as always, and please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started. Dupes, uh, have you been following the Olympics at all? A little bit. Life has been busy, so not as much as I would like to. Yeah, it's been, uh, like, anytime I turn the TV on nowadays, it's been Olympics. And I know by the time this podcast comes out, Olympics will be way over. Um, well, maybe by a week. Um, but I'd say it was, it's been pretty interesting to see all the news surrounding it and the, um, you know, just just the events as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um it's it hits close to home for me just because it's in Japan, um, and some of the sceneries looks familiar or places that I've been to. So that's been kind of cool to see. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so today we just want to kind of talk about Olympics related events, particularly um, athletes and mental health. So Simone Biles, mm-hmm. uh, what a story! Right. When it first came out that like she was withdrawing from the the group events and the details of you know how she was taking a mental health break and you know i thought to myself like you know what? i applaud that move i think that's fantastic and you know it hasn't changed as far as how the way i view the situation first of all like we don't know the whole story right i mean like we can read everything in the media but you know it could always be twisted in one way or another depending on the person's point of view and you just never know the whole truth. It's not like we're getting the words out of her mouth and her entire thought. I'm sure there's a whole lot more to it that goes into it. Um, but this, she was also referring to what's known as a twisties. And I know you, Amelia, was involved in gymnastics for a while. Do you know what a twisties is? I do not. Hmm. Um, I guess it's like uh, an, a stage fright kind of situation, you oh. know, like where you get... Nervous. I'm. I'm actually gonna Google it to find the actual definition, if that's okay. Like a mental block, sort of. Yes. Thing? Okay. Yeah. Yes. That that was uh, a very common term. Yeah, but I never heard it called that. Huh. I'm trying to read this article. Can you talk about like some of the mental struggles that maybe Amelia had while she was doing gymnastics? Sure. Hey, and it wasn't just Amelia. One of the things a lot of times that would happen. The girls, it was it was mainly girls. There mm-hmm. were some boys, but I guess I could speak more from the girls' perspective. Uh, they would get new skills, and sometimes they would come very quickly. So let's say they got their back handspring, and and it was you know pretty quick that 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 came to them, and then they're working on it, they're working on it, they're working on it, and then all of a sudden that skill would go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how frustrating. And then by the time that they would kind of lose that skill, uh, other people in their level we're achieving it. So yeah, so that's where a lot of the mental block would, would come in, uh, you know, talks, some of the scarier, 
things. Mm. Uh, that was really frustrating, especially when it would happen during meat season. Hmm. Is this a common thing that happened that you guys saw happen to a lot of gymnasts? Uh, yeah, a lot of different gymnasts, sure. Mm -hmm. mm. So it's like a, a skill that they perfected all the time of practice, but all of a sudden it meets, they just kind of... No, not necessarily. It would be like um, to equate it to something at the gym. Let's say, you know, somebody comes in and routinely deadlifts 250 pounds, uh -huh. and then all of a sudden, you know, they, they can't deadlift more than 50 um, that was probably a bad example. Mm. Uh, kettlebell swing, you know, mm -hmm. somebody has really good form with a kettlebell swing and then all of a sudden they're just all over the place. Um, it was more like that where, you know, it, it naturally just sort of came to them in the beginning maybe. Mm. And then, and then something happens in their brain where it just kind of shuts down and then all of a sudden they just don't have that skill anymore. Huh. And, um, I guess, like, you can't predict it from coming, right? Like, you can't, like, it just happens. Right. Huh. Right, and it didn't, doesn't make sense, especially, you know, you would see them, and here's, you know, young, active girls, mm -hmm. and, and they're doing it with such ease, and then all of a sudden they go to do a back handspring or a tuck or, or whatever skill it is, and it's it's gone. Huh. And and you can just see it. it's kind of like a box jump, you know, when you're watching people first do box jumps, it's so mental. You can see their brain telling them all of the reasons why they can't jump to that box. OK, I found the definition. I was kind of looking all over. OK, the hopefully it's the same thing. And okay, we didn't so go down a different path. Question mark. What are the twisties in gymnastics? OK, the twisties happen to gymnasts when they are in the middle of their routine or even in the middle of a skill. Something okay. causes them to lose awareness of where they are in the skill and in their relation to the ground. Okay, so that sounds a little different than what little I was talking A little different than what about. you're talking about, but it probably plays into mm -hmm. what happened to the gymnast, which, you know, like the only gymnastic skill I have is the back tuck, you know, I learned for the recital, <laughs> which I it took me forever to realize where I was in the air. And Addie, you know, my coach, mm -hmm. she kept asking me, "Do you, are you aware of where you are in the air? And I was like... Uh, <laughs> no she's like are you closing your eyes and i didn't realize that i was but i was for the longest time right oh i would totally be too yeah it's scary mm -hmm. like there's a lot that happens in the air and i know it looks very flawless on tv but i know how scary it is up there <laughs> i saw i saw a meme or something that said for every <laughs> for every olympic event they should have an average person yes doing it. <laughs> you know so when we're watching simone you know do four flips in the air and it looks so easy and we're like oh but she forgot to point her toes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put me out there with simone <laughs> see what you got <laughs> I mean, watching her perform was pretty incredible. Like when she was still performing in the beginning of the Olympics, the heights that she gets on some of the movements is ridiculous. I was like, wow, that's incredible. Right? I was mesmerized by her stuff. So, um, you know, we got off the little subject, but basically she withdrew because and she listed mental health as a reason. Mm -hmm. And I think it's an important conversation to have. Sure. I think we're seeing more and more of that. Uh, and part of the cause, I think, is the pressure from social media and how much of a spotlight these athletes are getting. And I'm sure that's a huge pressure mm -hmm. um, that they feel. Part of it is like, what do you mean a huge pressure? Like, you know, you're supposed to handle it. You're an athlete, right? Like you're expected to handle it. But it's a lot, I'm sure. I can't imagine because I'm not one. But I can only assume how 
significant that pressure is, you know, especially when you're training and training and training and this is all you know. At some point, that pressure overwhelms you, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And um, the fact that she's starting the conversation of how important it is and what this is, is, you know, I think so important. So important. Yeah, because, I mean, on a smaller scale, we see with our kids, right? Like some of our athletes get burnt out by the time they get to high school and they start stop playing sports that they're really good at. Right. That they've trained all their life for. But at that point, it becomes too much and they just quit altogether. Um, and I don't think that's a sign of mental weakness. I think that's a sign of being overwhelmed mm -hmm. and being forced to be in one sport for way too long. You know, right. I, it's the opportunities are everywhere now to a point where if a kid wants to participate in one sport or year round, they can. Mm hmm. But I think what we fail to realize as parents and adults is that that's not helpful or that's not healthy for the kids. Right. You know, even professional athletes, if you think about it, they have off season. They don't play that sport all year round. Uh, and then if they do during the off season by choice, you know, they're not forced to play. I think that's the difference is when you're being forced to play mm -hmm. all year round, there's loss of interest that happens. During the off season, if you want to go and play pickup games with your friends, and that's fine. Like, yes. But that's different from like forced competition, and I think that's where it goes wrong. Is if they're involved in the same sport, same competitive setting all year round for several years in a row, it's almost like a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. And that's where kids start to lose interest, and you know, this mental breakdown happens. Yeah, and you wonder a lot of times too, how many of these kids are doing it just to keep people happy whether it's their parents or their coaches you know do they still love the sport or are they just doing it because a they have this skill level mm -hmm. um, but also because they're they're trying to keep you know keep mom happy or keep their coach happy or mm -hmm. feeling that sort of pressure also i think the carrot that gets dangled in front of their face is also not great for them mm -hmm. um you know, I just think I look at these kids and I just hope if there's one thing I, I, I can if I can instill in them, it's fun. Mm -hmm. And I just want them to have fun while they're playing sports, not having have to worry about where their future career is going to go. If they have a shot at college scholarship or if they have a shot at, you know, making the team like I just want them to focus on having fun. Right. Because in a fun environment, they're going to learn a lot more and. Sure, winning is fun and, you know, you play sports in hopes of, you know, trying to win as many games as possible. But it's not the only thing, you know. And because there's so much that sports can teach you. And if you're willing to do anything and everything to just win, there's a lot that gets lost in the way. Mm -hmm. And really, like, in, in the long run, like, if you look at the whole picture, right? At age 45, nobody's going to care that you won a high school state championship football game. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, let's, you know, as as dry as it sounds, I don't know what the proper word for it is. Like, it's 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 the truth is like nobody's going to care that you're a high school champion. Like you might care and your friends who want with you might care. But right. Nobody that you meet at that age is going to be like, oh, my gosh, let me bow down to you. You're a state champ. You right. Know what I mean? Or, like, oh, you lost that game. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I, I often, can't be friends with you. I know. Oftentimes <laughs> I tell kids, I'm like, look, 
You know, what you're going to remember out of playing sports is all the memories that you've made with your teammates. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily about just how many games you won or how many games you lost or how many if you won the championship game or not. No, it's, you're going to remember the journey mm -hmm. of how you got there, the team chemistry and the close friends that you made through sports. So at the center of all that is, you know, if you're having fun, you're going to create good memories. Right. So, you know, I think it's important to keep that in mind. I think personally and and it's funny that we're talking about this as a sports facility you know sports training facility youth training facility i think sports get too serious mm -hmm. and it's not good for kids mental health right and imagine i mean just imagine at the olympic level how young you have to start mm. training and we all know how much you change over the years and you know your interests change and and but when you're training for an olympic situation like that it becomes your life you grow up training for those moments mm -hmm. were you training for olympics Deuce, when you when you were young <laughs> <laughs> let's hey i have a question for you if you if you were to participate in olympics what sport would it be oh my goodness that's terrible <laughs> Oh boy. Um <laughs> I I don't know. I guess I would have to say weightlifting. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Like um powerlift meet. Sure. No, no, weightlifting. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, Not we powerlifting. Weightlifting, weightlifting yeah. yes. Snatches and cleans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it definitely I can tell you what it wouldn't be. <laughs> well, what what would it not be? It wouldn't be running. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the average guy out there. It no. definitely wouldn't be hurdles. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think there's a lot of things that wouldn't be any. I think <laughs> most. <laughs> How about equestrian? Uh, I mean, I mean, maybe. I just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More so than running. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think. I don't know what I would do. So you have options. That's the thing with you. You have actual options. <laughs> I could maybe twirl the ribbons. <laughs> you know, ribbon twirling, maybe, maybe. <laughs> you know, one thing I was amazed at watching was the um, was a bike race. I forget what the exact title of it is, but it was like sixty three point four kilometer race or something like that on the bike. And I just, I just pictured like when I say Japan's humid, it's humid, mm. capital letter. Like it's really, really humid. Like. There's no humidity like Japan's humidity in America. Like whenever I go and visit Japan and I come back to America's temperature, even in Pennsylvania, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so nice. That explains why you always open that back door and make it <laughs> so warm in here. Now I know. Yeah, it's not. Hu the, this humidity <laughs> is not humid. Like Japan is like when you walk outside, you sweat because there's just like puddle of thick air that surrounds you that makes you moist. <laughs> <laughs> is that all year round? Uh, particularly summertime. It's, yeah, it's pretty humid. So, like, I don't remember ever being, like, super cold in Japan. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I never had to buy, like, thick jacket. Okay. You know what I mean? In the wintertime. So, I imagine, I'm imagining, like, summer humidity month, month, and riding 63.4 kilometers mm. on a bike. No. Uphill. No. And the race comes down to last, last 100 meters. That's crazy. Right. 
that's a really intense race. And I just thought to myself, holy cow, all this training, basically all your life for this last hundred meters. Right. Right. And at that point, it's like it's mental toughness, too. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, how bad do you want it? You know, how bad are you willing to push your body to the limit? And so it's um, it's an interesting topic because I think a lot of times we focus on the physical ability of the athlete. But I think the mental capacity and the mental health of the athlete weighs far more than the physical capabilities. I agree. Mm-hmm. I do. I do agree with that a lot. I mean, physical capabilities is important. It's right. But when you get to a certain level, the mental health part of it, and this is not mental toughness. Like I think oftentimes people mistake mental toughness for just being like tough and being able to handle everything. Mm -hmm. But that's a little different. Like that's not necessarily like you can't ask that of every kid. There's going to be a limit to all the kids Mm -hmm. like this version of like, Oh, you should be able to handle anything really doesn't exist. You know what I mean? It all depends on like understanding individual athlete and adapting to them and learning how to coach different individuals. That's what, that's what's missing. Like depending on how you coach, how they respond will be different. So some kid might respond really well to the authoritarian, authoritarian style of coaching where they're yelling and screaming your ear, which today's kids, most of them don't receive well to that. No, like that's, you know, like, you know, it's, it's the truth, right? Like right. as, as we've worked with kids, we, we know like they don't respond well to that at all. It's not because kids are soft. It's just just different generation of kids who responds to different stimulus differently. Mm-hmm. So it's not their fault. It's just that as coaches, as the kids evolve, our coaching style needs to evolve as well. What we find is more of um, like caring and kind coaching style is what they receive well. Mm -hmm. We have to like as coaches, we have to be creative in making practice and training sessions fun for them. In the meantime, let them know like, hey, this is where we need to be serious and this is how to pay attention. Being respectful. I think that's the word. Mm-hmm. Respectful style of coaching goes really long way with today's kids. Sure. Wouldn't you agree? <clears throat> Absolutely. And knowing each of them individually. Mm-hmm. That's that's really what I notice in our in our training sessions. When 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 you know them and their abilities and what they need to to progress, that's that's when they're very successful. Mm. And I mean, I'm sure like at different levels, it's different. Like, so if you're talking about D1 high level, high profile football program, Mm -hmm. the coaching quote unquote style probably doesn't matter. Like they expect the kids to mold into that and they do okay Mm -hmm. just because it's high stakes. You know, it's cutthroat. They can replace you with anybody else that's on the, you know what I mean? On the squad kind of deal. Right. But for a general population, like a local high school team of any sports, you know, you want to kind of work with be able to work with any kid that shows up to your squad practice, you know, team practice. And so understanding how to communicate with them is important and keeping their mental health in check is important. I think one thing that a lot of kids are missing is that personal relationship with the coach or trainer or whatever. You know what I mean? Like when you're able to build that individual relationship, like you said, it goes so far. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a huge buy-in. They want to work hard for you when you get to know them. When you take the time to get to know them, and know them, they reciprocate by working hard for you. Right. And when you start to do that, 
then I started to transition to, hey, listen, like, you can be what I was able to be there for you too. Like you can be there for your teammates. Mm -hmm. Spread that positive energy, spread that positivity within the team. And that's how you can grow as a whole team and you can kind of encourage them to do so. Right? Mm -hmm. um, so huge props to Simone Biles for opening up the conversation in terms of mental health. And, you know, like no amount of money or accolades that she's received, you know, is greater than her mental sanity and mental health. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's so shallow in terms of thinking. For sure. And what she's doing for people just by standing up to this is, yes. is worth so much more to let, because how many people out there really are just pushing themselves um to achieve 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 and not taking good care of their mental well-being i know and that that is like i'm so glad that she took the stand to start that conversation so then as as a general population just w just watching the olympics we can have that um on on our level as well and anything you want to add no i think we we touched on on all of that yeah really so for athletes that's listening or parents of an athlete, make sure you pay attention to their mental health. I think it's so important. Um, and this message of, you know, push it beyond your limits. Or the other thing, like using exercise as a punishment, mm. not a fan, mm -hmm. not good. That teaches them like exercises for punishment, not like it teaches the opposite of what we want to teach. Right. And it's not healthy. I, j I just read an article recently about... Um, the New York Giants coach got really upset with his team. So as a punishment, he made them run and do push-ups. And his reasoning was this comes with the, the as part of the job. That's how they are forced to grow together as a team. If somebody misbehaves and everybody suffers kind of deal. Mm. Like, that's not the way to go about it. Right. That just makes you dread doing your job. Yeah. And it doesn't really, it, none of them are going to be like, all right, let's get punished together. Like it's, no, that's not how it's going to work. Right. And it sort of turns player against player too. If mm -hmm. one makes a mistake and everybody has to pay for it, that might make some angry at the others. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's not good for their bodies either to be pushed, pushed beyond yeah. their limits like that. So some things to think about and true on as we uh, end this podcast. Thank you for listening as always, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone.